Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Shelly, and how are you? I am very good. We're so formal today. Until. <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Thanks in advance for listening. This is your lovely host, Shelly Ann, a.k.a. International Shells, and this is the International Shells Show. Today, I have an awesome guest with me that I'm super, super excited to interview. This person is my mentor. That's the easiest way for me to put it. He's my mentor. He's a lot like a dad. He's that go-to guy for everything. He can give you life advice. He can give you sports advice. He can give you financial advice. He's a jack of all trades, master of many hearts. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Mr. Garland Boone, a.k.a. Garlic. Hey. What an introduction. What an introduction. <laughs> you made me feel special. I'm tr- Well, you are special. I'm trying my best. I need everyone to know who you are and, and uh, just a little bit of who you are. But I thank you. I thank you. No worries. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It just, uh, I'm just so excited because I know for a fact this is going to be, you know, the first in many conversations because you're just so well-versed in so many areas of life. You know, I'm not trying to call you old or anything, but I just think you've had a lot of life experience and you've got some important things and helpful things to lend to people. Well, that is what we do have conversation and, you know, that's what I'm here to do. Hey, all right. Well, I just wanted to make sure I gave you a crisp and a clean introduction you so did. Gonna... I didn't know who you were talking to. At first. I was like, <laughs> is that me? <laughs> like, this guy sounds <laughs> who is that? <laughs> this guy sounds familiar. Who's that guy? <laughs> exactly. Well, people well, need to you. know what's going on. No worries. The pleasure is on my, all mine. Thank you so, so much. And uh, I just needed, you know, everyone to hear clearly what you're bringing to the table, just a piece of it, because it's just, again, this is a man that wears many, many, many hats. And uh, I can't wait to jump into a bunch of different content and conversations with this man, because again, he's one of those guys where I think at a certain point in life is when you start to value having parents, I think. And I guess, not I guess, I've actually lived through it where you get to a certain point in life and you have certain questions. You know, people think that questions are left just for children like adolescent teenager no, that's not true <laughs> this is truth that i'm living through this because i mean like i said i've 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 only scratched the surface with some of the things that you've been more than helpful about you know and it's so crazy because you started we we worked with each other we previously worked with one another and it seems like maybe the first weekend from us working with each other i said man this guy is something else this guy is something else only because he has such a presence people it's something about this guy and uh there were a few times in the time that we worked with each other and after that you know later on in life when you were promoted to being my family I said, <laughs> I said this guy is a lot like that scene from malcolm x when uh uh what was his name uh boyle he, he was on uh everybody loves raymond he yeah got- he was a cop yeah 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 he said, he stepped back and said, that's way too much. 
power for one man. There were times in our working experience together where you couldn't help but to sit back and watch how other people hated that about. I knew you. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I had to take it there before we go into this whole situation because we've got some good content to jump into. But the people need to know this one right here. Let me tell you something. I wasn't around during the civil rights movement. I wasn't alive, and I think my mother was just a twinkle in my grandparents' eyes at that time. I don't even know if she was fully around when it was in full swing. But the presence that garlic has, and you'll hear me call him garlic from time to time. No, all the time, because that is my name for him, and we have our reason for that. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the presence that he has, and he has this debonair, nonchalant, Billy D swag attached to it. There are a lot of people that I didn't care for that hated that about him, and it brought me great joy. So I gotta say for the world to hear it, Garlic, you're all right, man. <laughs> you know what it is? Is I, I I mastered the art of mastering managing people. Mm. You understand? And people in everyday life, everybody needs to be managed. Mm. When I go someplace. You know, the person behind the counter, they need to be managed. The, the, the manager, he needs to be managed. It's like they just <laughs> need to be managed. And, 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 you know, they don't know who you are. They don't know what you know, you know. So if you talk nice and calm and be direct with them, mm. it, it's just they're doing what you want them to do or what you need them to do. You're not doing it maliciously. You're just you're trying to help them out. As, as best as best they can and you saw me do it on a daily basis and uh and you know what i want you to drop that quote that i've used ever since i got it from you because i never take credit for it i always say a wise person said i'm not gonna say it i want it to come out of your mouth tell Straight. me about what it is wait hold on hold on now i want okay. people to listen because when we speak like that, like one after the other, sometimes it scrambles it up. So I'm going to stop talking. But he's going to he's gonna say something that I know a lot of my people have heard me say time and time again. Give it to him, Garlic. Straight talk stands for straight understanding. And every year, I always try to make myself better. You know, and what happens is I found that if I just talk straight to people, there could be no misunderstanding in mm -hmm. what I'm saying. And because mm. that, that is what I see in life that when you talk to people, oh, I, I didn't know that's what you meant. I didn't mm. know, you know, and, 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 and sometimes I, I'm like, how could you misconstrue what is being told to you? And, and me, I've been trying to be a mentor to all of those who want to be mentored because not everybody wants to be mentored. And what I've learned is that if I talk straight to you, because every day in life, there's someone in your life who talks straight to you and you cannot misunderstand or misconstrue what they're saying because these things are important. Mm. So that's why I adopted that. Church people, church, church, church. And uh, just listening to that alone, people will understand the reason why you and I get along as well as we do. <laughs> We've always got along. Yes, and that is so crazy because, you know, I just, I automatically, I just something about it just clicked. And I said, you know what? I respect the way that he's moving 
because I've always had a, a problem and the problem is I always expect people to deal with me the way I deal with them and I never got that people are so wrapped up in trying to make people like them or being phony in order to get their point across or what have you you know better than anyone that nothing grinds my gears mm-hmm. more than a phony individual yeah so, I always you know love that about you and that turned into the fact that I learned it wasn't you weren't just like that in terms of work life you were like that in real life and you know you care about the things that you speak up on the things that matter you know so you're not a coward you speak up on the right things even when it's you know it's tough to do so I've always respected and admired the fact that you're such a, a noble individual so for that garlic boon I love you and I respect you and I thank you very much for making time for me today and mm-hmm. we're gonna jump into this uh, the best way we can. So you know what, we're gonna start off fresh. So let me wrap up right here and I'll be back for a full segment and we'll get on into this. All right, look forward to it. All right now. AG Garlic Yeah I'm here Alright Alright and we're back people Alright Garlic So you know We talk about everything But this particular episode We're gonna We're gonna delve into the Wonderful World of sports you know better than anyone that I can actually voice my opinions on sports a lot better than people probably think I can. I'm amazed. You're not amazed. We talk about this stuff all the time. That's true. That's true. But a lot of people probably don't know how completely and totally enthralled I used to be in sports. But times have changed mm-hmm. because of the extreme, to me, it's extreme climate change in sports. Because it's not like it used to be garlic, and you know that. It's not. And it's like, I think a lot of these athletes don't know when to hang it up. Now, that's a true thing. So, what are your thoughts on this? What what happens is, once you get... If you're a person who has those competitive juices in you from when you're six years old, and this is all you know, because... Playing sports are are grown men playing the sport they love, making millions of dollars. Okay? And that we understand. So what happens is they have that competitive edge. Michael Jordan, if you have when you listen to his retirement speech, he told he said, you know, uh, you guys were my motivation. You know, that intense play, you guys brought it out of me. You know, he just always wanted to beat up on everybody. And he just wasn't like that with basketball. He was like that in playing cards because everybody knows he was a big poker player. <laughs> Everything he did, he did with that that desire to win, okay? <laughs> so when that's in your blood and you, you, that's all you know, it's hard to get up. You don't know when to give it up. And what happened is, you got to remember, these guys, they, they are, they're not always coming from the most in life. You know, they're good people. And a lot of them, you know, have a team. You know, their degree, a lot of them. They are, you know, back, the, the, st- the statistic was, you know, when I was going to college, said that Texas A&M had... Uh, yeah. 
22, <laughs> 22 seniors. This is just a college, for instance, that I was right. going to go to. 22 seniors. Only three of them were graduating. 12 of them could have been going to the pros. Okay? They, they weren't going to graduate. So what, what I'm trying to say is that decision-making process of, of when it's time to leave, they don't, they don't always know when their skills are diminishing. Okay? You know, they are just, oh, I'm having a bad year. Okay? Let's take Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, for example. Okay? Good example. Okay. He, he's been, ever, ever since he left, the Nuggets, he went to the Knicks. Now, the Knicks, you know, I guess 10, 10 seasons, I think. Was it? I'm not really sure how many seasons he played with the Knicks. 10 seasons. That's pretty long. But he was there for a, Quite a good some time. duration of time. Yeah. And, and, and after that, you know, he, he decided to leave the Knicks. And, you know, he went to Oklahoma. He couldn't fit with Oklahoma. His skills were on the diminished on, on, on the down on the downside. His skills were diminishing. Okay. You know, it's but it's odd for me to hear something like that with the Carmelo. And the only reason why I'm saying that now is because I mean this is something this is new news. This is current. Like this whole situation with him in Houston just happened. So I I felt a way about it. Only because it's like for me to watch someone in Carmelo's condition get called washed up in his condition you know good and well if they held up if the league could hold on to a they did if they can let Kembe play long enough to build hospitals and schools in this country <laughs> if they can let uh well i'm not gonna front he was in good condition but i was gonna say carl malone the mailman that's, I'm not that's, gonna, that's my idol right there carl malone Carl Malone was built like a freight train, Clydesdale, 18-wheeler, all in one. That's my idol. He was a different breed of man. But even John Stockton, that little frail man, I think I could, if it came down to a scrap, I might give John Stockton a run for his money. But he still was in good shape. They were in it until the very, very end. Like even, um, what's his name? The other one the other day uh, on the Spurs, Ginobili. God bless G- Ginobili, yeah. His skills, are, his skills have, been, have been diminishing. But this is the thing. When you see, I think it ended with someone like a Chauncey Billups. Because Chauncey Billups was one of those who started to complain toward the end. I'm talking about the era of when basketball players... I'm just using basketball as the, the actual focal point of, of this. But just sports in general. Those days, those guys who came up from in the 90s and the early 2000s, they were built differently you can't guard these people the way you used to back in the day they couldn't take it back to the days of the bad boy detroit pistons and the bulls when they were scrapping on the you know what i'm saying right before halftime they got a good scrap in break somebody's nose and that guy is still coming back out to play uh, only thing only thing i'm saying is that we're, 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 what we're doing that those are two different issues how the plays are now and how the players were then they're different and i heard Shaq said that he said that every year it's a different you know group of 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 talent and 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 could and and could the um the the warriors play with um the lakers could the warriors play with michael jordan the 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 bulls no it's a different it's a different style of basketball that basketball was 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 um that that backyard basketball that I was just that, trying to give you an example because there's no way that the people today can play with the junkyard do- dogs of yesteryear there's, they wouldn't survive 
They wouldn't survive. That's correct. But I, I, what we're talking about, I just think that when when these guys, when they get to a certain level, they just don't know when to hang it up. And me, can Carmelo get on a team? And and because he's a pure, a pure shooter, a pure scorer, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he could find some notch, but, you know, some team to play with. But the thing is with Carmelo, he wants to play with those diminishing skills and earn top dollar. He can't mm. do that. Mm. Okay. So over his, he needs to pull in the mandatory million is what you're saying. Exactly. Over his skill, over his his total career, Carmelo has made two hundred and forty five million dollars. Okay. That's a lot of money. That's, a, that's a almost that's more than a quarter of a billion dollars this man has made, and he still wants to command that high salary. Ginobili playing with um, in San Antonio, he wasn't making that kind of money. That's the thing. As your age goes up, your skills go down, your pay well, goes down. You know, in especially in the in the game of basketball, once you hit your thirties, you become a senior citizen within that game. Yeah, so, you, you, your yeah, knees are bad. Everything is bad. Right, but it seems like if there, if it's a money problem, when it's when it's time to sit down at, at the negotiation table, things like that need to be voiced. And he's got whoever the player is, they need to understand. There's no way in hell I'm going to get top dollar when I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Well, so that's that's not the problem that I have with the way they dealt with him. The way that they're dealing with him, like this is some kind of high school nonsense. I didn't I didn't agree with that. And I'm not I'm not even a Carmelo fan. I'm just on the side of what's right. And the fact that they were coming, the season just started, Garland. Come on. <laughs> How many games did they get in 11? Come on, man. Yeah, 11 games. Oh, it's just not working. Now, D'Antoni doesn't even care. He's on, He's used to that Knicks mentality. We could talk to people like garbage. He's like, yeah, 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 it wasn't working out. He's a nice kid, nice guy. Yeah, but it's not working out. But then it's not even just D'Antoni speaking up about it. You got the regular players who can't even hold a candle up to him yeah. saying crazy stuff. That's the problem that I have with it. Don't come to me as an upperclassman and elder statesman and talk crazy about me not being good enough to be on your team. And you just got here, Junior. You were looking at my tapes in order to practice so you can get out of college and get into the league. There's, there's a, they're giving some, some Gary Payton disrespect that I just can't understand right now. Well, you know what? Don't talk about Gary Payton because him... And, and my idol both at the end of their careers what did Carmelone do he left the Utah Jazz and he went to play with the Lakers Gary Payton was on that same team he left his team they needed and, a ring and, but they didn't get it they didn't get it and they knew their skills were diminished and they but the thing is unlike Carmelo before they, he didn't Payton get a ring with the Heat yeah he got a ring with the Heat but the thing is what I'm saying is when they left those teams they went for less money well, Carmelo, they, they weren't in it for the money at that point, Garlic. Carmelo is still in it for the money, and that's why I nobody can't. wants him. If anybody wants to look at somebody who rode something till the wheels fell off and got rings while they were doing it, let's take a look at Sally. John, yeah, Sally, cool. can you please stand up? <laughs> exactly. I agree with I that. I've never seen a bench warmer like him in my life. Sally, he got five rings, and yet he did how much play time on some teams. How but much the thing more time is, but the thing is, he wasn't commanding that kind of money. So you could, you could see that's what sports is all about. That's that's the crux of what's going on now. Sports is entertainment. Entertainment is about money. Owners want to make money. Okay, 
Car- what did I? Did you hear that number I said? Carl Carmelo made two hundred and forty-five million dollars. over the course of his career. I agree. Okay. Endorsements and everything, sap, right? Sap, but no, at what, not with endorsements. That's straight from the NBA. But at what point was it brought up that it was a money thing? Because that's not even. They're trying to play around with his skill. You know who spoke up on it too? Who? Jackson, an old friend of mine named Stephen Jackson. I met him years ago. But he's also not in the league anymore either. And I think he got blackballed the same way that Starberry did. Uh-huh. And did. For them being a certain kind of player, they still had the skill, but it's like they wanted to teach them a lesson. Like you're not bigger than the league. So now he's playing for the big three with Ice Cube. Him and a lot of other ones who had a lot more fights still left in them. And it's like, it's embarrassing the kind of money that they're playing for over there. And there's no way that of it. You know what I'm saying? These guys got bills and stuff that still go on when you get out of the league too early, when you still got fight left in you. Look at, um, what's my man? Um, my guy who used to play for, he was the star of Big Three. You know who I'm talking about. My I know. Mahmoud. Oh, yeah, Mahmoud. Yeah, he he was playing pretty good in, in there. Oh, my God. I yeah. think he would put up, listen, he would put up, he would put the beats on a lot of these young boys. And what's crazy is he's still... What? He's right before 50 years old. He, I, I want to say he's 49. Yeah, that's the guy with the gray beard. I remember watching that. Hey, Mahmoud. I can't remember get, his name. I'm going to get his name. But he's he's out there. He was killing. He was the star of Big Three. He was the star. He had a lot more fight left in him. But at the end of the day, it was a personal reason as to why he got booted out of the league and blackballed because he wasn't uh, standing up for, this, for the national anthem or whatever it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. So look, someone like him who thought what he was doing was right got ousted from the league. You know, all his talent was out there just wasting, and now he's able to still show after all these decades, decades of not being able to play. He still got it. You know, he still got that fighting. Like I told you in the beginning, once you got that those competitive juices in you, there they've been in you from when you were six years old. These guys, if you go to some of these rec gyms. You got people 50, 55 in there, and these guys are hustling. They're playing good basketball. They will beat you up. Yes. You got to be ready. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Okay, okay. That's his name. I remember his name on the back of that jersey. I just keep remembering a a purple jersey for some reason. But that was the color of his jersey for Big Three. But Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. He was a a problem out there. Him, Stephen Jackson still got it. Jermaine O'Neal got it. The point I'm trying to make is I'm I'm tired. I'm, I'm sorry to bring up all these older players, but these are guys who played from a certain kind of spirit. It wasn't about the money at that time, but even them at their prime, they were still able to hang it up. It seems like now they want to play until the wheels fall off. If, if they if they let you do it, but the thing I'm saying is it's all about the money. You know how much money you're making, how much mm-hmm. money you want. And if it fits, you know, if you can find a team where it fits these days, you don't see uh, a lot of of retire older players in the league because that's not it's where not, they, it's not the right. direction they want to go. It's not even worth it. It seems like the next natural step after being a player is being a commentator, but there are only so many seats for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got man at the end. I just don't like the climate where people get certain people and put them on a team and they know they're not going to even get floor time just to fill seats like that thing the fact that it's now strictly about the money mm-hmm. it's like 
people, like I said, I said this before, like people are not even into teams like that anymore. They're not into, I'm not into teams. I got individuals that I like, but it's not like how it was where you got your team, you stuck with your team, you die hard. I think everybody's messing with the Warriors because they're winners. I never heard people talk about the Warriors as much as they do now, before. I couldn't even tell you to play you on that team. Well the, well, the Warriors are in a class by themselves, but they have their own internal problems going on. You, mm-hmm. you got Cardens, whose contract is gonna is coming up. Clay Thompson's contract is coming up. So mm-hmm. that dynasty might come to an end. Yeah, KD, you know? and you got this guy Green is over here disrespected and talking that kind of business out in public. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's just and it's unprofessional and embarrassing. Like if you guys got problems within your own organization, then fine. But Green has been off the wire for I don't know. I mean, it's one thing. For instance, we mentioned uh, Gary Payton. Right. All right. Gary Payton, he was known to be a trash talker. Him along with a lot of other people. But That's right. That's what, was that was line. his game. That was his shtick. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing, but he had a line. Like, I remember the first time uh, this guy, the French guy, came onto the Spurs. Tony Parker. Yes. I remember that first game. And he spoke to the, the commentator on the side. And Gary, everybody know the glove ain't. It ain't the glove if he don't have his face cocked to the side chewing some gum, talking crazy. <laughs> and he, he was up there. He didn't even want to talk about how many buckets he got. And he was out there just straight. Well, we thought he was out there just in the spirit. He was out there just showing the young boy he still got it. <laughs> he was out there jamming. And he's talking to the lady. And you know who it was? It was uh, Cheryl Miller. He was like, you know, I just don't get it out here. You know, the boy, the boy, was like, the, the boy ain't got no manners. <laughs> the boy ain't got no manners. And he laid it down right there. And I was like, maybe in my, I was like my, maybe my early 20s at that point. He was like, what this boy don't know is we come from a certain situation where we cut from a different cloth in this kind of sport in this league we got a different situation our wives only hang with each other we hang with each other we ain't on that disrespectful nonsense so when you see somebody who's been out here longer than you you show some respect i ain't telling you to bow down to me or nothing but there's a pretty much a rite of passage is what he was trying to say exactly and for you i mean i don't remember tony parker really being that disrespectful but i guess that was huge. They all trash talk, and that's the thing. You don't always hear them, and people don't have reputations for that. That's but true. the most important thing you have to remember, Shells, is that basketball, football, baseball, they're for entertainment. That's mm-hmm. what it, that's what it's about. And sometimes we forget it's about it's it's a source of making money, a lot of money. And Copy it's, that. And it's entertainment, and people are getting you know, paid. It's funny. it's funny that you brought that up. So, you know what, we're going to wrap this up and come into our next segment. But I do agree with you with it is, in fact, entertainment. And uh, people, sh- like I said, people are not really as, as into it as they used to be. And I personally, you know what I do, how I hustle throughout the day, Garlic. Yes. I really don't have all the time in the day to sit down for three hours and watch these people. And that's adding in overtime. Watch them make their millions. But every now and then you'll see that it's taking up so much of the regular news where you're like, why are they taking this much time to talk about them fighting or whatever? Like, what is this? Is it gonna? Is it wrestling or is it basketball? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm gonna wrap this up. We'll be right back, Garlic.
Hello. Hey. All um, right. So, being that we're, you know, going through the wonderful world of sports, garlic. I know if you had to choose one single sport, I know what it would be. You know that. I know what it would be. You know that. that. You know, <laughs> being that we've been going through a, how long has it been? I want to say about a year. No. A solid year with all this turmoil with the uh, with the NFL. Two years, two years. Two years? Okay, yeah. well, I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> I've always been a bigger fan of the uniform than the actual game. <laughs> You know I can watch them fellas on My god (laughs) You and my mama I'm saying I mean I wasn't Look hey that's a whole other show in itself But you can count down And you can tell me exactly two years And you you still watch I do I know so uh, Please tell me what your thoughts are On what's going on in In the NFL today that wrapped up with, you know, how do you feel about Kaepernick's movement and what it's turned into and just the state of your beloved football? The, the NFL is going through a, a two-pronged problem right now. The first problem being that the talent is being watered down, you know, because of the imminent danger of these impactful collisions uh, and then and that those collisions causing brain damage parents are not as inclined to uh, want to put their youth in football mm-hmm. you understand so what happened is now the youth growing up they have more options you know so you might have an athlete go to um, basketball you might have an athlete go to soccer you might have an athlete go to baseball you know, and conversely, they say the opposite that the better athletes are going to football and basketball. But the the the, the children, they're not being pushed. They're not, they're not being guided to play football. You might have this great kid with this all of this athletic prowess, and for whatever reasons, maybe his parents push him more to the academic side, and you know nothing wrong with it he becomes a doctor a lawyer whatever the case may have you Mm -hmm. you understand instead of pursuing an athletic you know career so what happened is what you're looking at on tv now is a a more uh watered down sport where where you know their more their concern is the health of the of the athlete uh you put all these rules in effect where uh quarterback play is easier now look at the game that was on yesterday and the score was 50 whatever it was 55 or 54 to 51 you know two teams scoring 50 points each that's unbelievable it's unheard of yeah so that's that's the direction it's like i told you it's about entertainment the the you know filling seats in the stands and and making monies making money for the owners Okay, so that's problem number one, the watering down of the talent, rules changing to keep the athletes healthy. Let me tell you something, the the science that's going into these helmets, unbelievable. They're way different from when I played. You know, you got zone, (laughs) you got zone padding, you know, you you, you, the the padding, 
Uh, some of it is air filled. When you put it on your head, you know it. You can come. You control it with an iPhone or some type of device like that, where you can decrease the amount of air in different zones based on the shape of your head. Those helmets got to cost like two thousand dollars each, if if not more. Well, you know? I mean, I would think that that makes sense to put all the money into their protective gear because it is the most dangerous sport I think they have out there. That is correct. All right, but but that 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 aggressiveness or or that uh the explosive of the sport it has it makes a quandary for parents as their kids are coming up you know i don't want little johnny to get hurt you know i don't want him to be a vegetable uh when he's um older aaron hernandez who was a tight end for the the new england patriots when they when they diagnosed his brain he had the highest level of brain disease of any athlete that they have examined so far. Yeah, when they examined his brain, they saw a lot of black spots and things that were saying that he was going through trauma. Exactly. So that's the thing that, you know, the parents don't want to happen to their kids. So like I said, that's problem number one. Problem number two, the, the Kaepernick situation. The thing that a lot of people don't understand, like I said, sports is entertainment. It's a business. You know, his, uh, the stage in which he wanted to uh, conduct himself wasn't, to me, the right stage. There were better things that he could have done. You understand? All the problems that there are with the police in different areas what about having the police come to high schools and talk you know to the kids to make for a more cohesive community what about giving money towards those type issues okay in the army you can't talk about certain topics you understand this you're talking is- about don't tell uh, not not only that, you can't talk politics. You can't talk about things that create conflict. You understand? Because there's one cohesive unit: the army, the navy. You know, everybody has to have the same uh, end game. Okay, so here we are. We're having a football team. So we don't know whether we're kneeling. We don't know whether we're standing. We don't know whether we're going to put our, our fist up. We don't know what we're doing. We're just, everybody knows, you know, um, Collins is going to sit down or he's going to kneel, whatever he's going to do. The, the, the reason why he did it, they hijacked it. The president hijacked it and, and gave it another reason. You know, oh, these people are being unpatriotic. You know, he called them names. Once again, he was was just doing what he does, being divisive. And that's exactly what he did. You understand? While the military came out and specifically said, that has nothing to do with us. You're not kneeling and we don't feel a way because you're kneeling during the anthem. Okay? A couple of years ago, the teams never came out of the locker room for the anthem. It's just a new thing. You know, when 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 Obama was in office, when Bush was in office, it started with 9-11 to show uh, solidarity. 
that the, 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 the players would everybody would have their hand over their heart and they would you know sing the words if they knew them you know they heard the song a million times and some people don't know it still you know well, I mean to your point I hear where you're coming from maybe it has ruffled the feathers of a lot of people who maybe didn't think the no not maybe the people who just don't feel the way that we do in reference to the, the purpose behind Kaepernick doing it and I understand you you as being this a, such a huge super fan of this sport you're probably thinking hey this is cutting into the game time and whatever something like that I can understand what with the people who paid their money and they they honestly don't care about us on that level they don't want to waste their time with that kind of shit what I'm saying is I couldn't think of a better platform for him to do it because of the fact that it's such a beloved sport and more so because of the attention that it gets. It's the attention that it gets. And the people who support that sport, I think that they run neck and neck with NASCAR. NASCAR is completely and totally different atmosphere where those people may not know what we are going through. I get where you're coming from, Garlic, but the fact that people are saying that's not the right place and it wasn't the right time. It was, The fact that it caused that much of an uproar is proof that it was, in fact, the right decision. What they did with it was what made it crazy. It, okay, let me, let, me, let me flip that. The fact that Cheeto45 was able to take that, put it under his disgusting armpit and run with it under another narrative to try to take away the attention, that's what messed up the whole situation. Because the initial uh, demonstration... It made sense. Okay, let's bring awareness to it. It wasn't supposed to go the way that it was going, especially since the military did in fact step up and say, hey, that is not what he meant by that. It has nothing to do with us. And then I remember, I think it was college ball, the Navy and the Army, they took a knee during one of their games as proof. Like, listen, we don't feel offended by this. This is what he's talking about. Let the man speak. But it's to the point where it's been diluted and, and just damaged by beyond compare to this point where no one can even recognize what the initial protest was for. That's what I'm saying. That And what happens now is now that we don't know, you know, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Okay. I, every, every, every day there's instances, uh, examples of, you know, people showing us that we don't matter. Okay. Mm. Our lives don't matter. Okay. Mm. Okay, when indeed they do, it's it, you could kill a dog and get more time than of if you, course you, you can. You, Girl, if you, <laughs> my, you know my line. I said, listen, if there is such thing as reincarnation, I want to come back as two things. I want to come back as a destitute, vagrant white man because my chances will still be better as a destitute white man in this in this America as my grandma used to say or I want to come back as a dog let me come back as a canine <laughs> Asian household my god eating table scraps Table, the table scraps of caviar <laughs> I would have health coverage as a dog out of, out of, out of a crystal dish oh my jeez look Leona Helmsley used to get back at her family she left all her riches to her dog but I'm uh, not to get off my topic because I want you to understand and I want you to watch football because like I said, you know, yeah, it, it's it's undergoing uh, metamorphosis right now. But if you got to think of it, 
from an owner's standpoint. You know, sometimes in life we're... That's we're, the point. Before you go on with your point, Garlic, that's the whole reason why I don't want to watch. Those owners showed themselves at that time. They showed themselves. And when all that nonsense was going on and they stepped up and started sounding like slave owners, they looked crazy out there. You can... You, you don't have... Listen, the way that it looked... It looked crazy. And it doesn't make sense where 75% of this league are all black men. And this is the reason for the whole the whole protest. And you're like, listen, shut up and play. Or this is not the place. Or listen, it's either you do that or you get fed. You're trying to hold their hands against the fire when all they're saying is, this is what's happening to my people outside. We're making you loads and loads of money. We just need you to hear our views. That's all I'm thinking about it. Did you hear the damage that you described at the top of this? The kind yeah. of damage these people have to undergo. And even if you do make it through your career, which in some cases may not be long, you go and you take your life because of whatever mental situation you're going through. Or if you do happen to live and you don't do anything, you're vegetable too early in your life. It's a crazy situation, you know, and you're treating it. And then, you know, I had to take in consideration the young boys who just got drafted. They listen, they sacrificed a lot to even get in there. So you exactly. can't expect for them to give it all up. Exactly. Made it in, so it has them, but it shouldn't have gotten to that point where they had to sacrifice speaking up for their people or their salary and taking care of their family. It shouldn't have gotten. My my point is, why do we have to mix the two? Why, you know, like I said, if you run a company and you have, uh, you know, if a person, if you you can't talk about these things in the workplace, why doesn't it apply? Football is is, is entertainment. Yeah, it's that's still the biz, It's still a business. The rule was never there, Garlic. If there was a set line, like you said with the military, where you cannot cross the line, fine. That was never specified. All right? So if you want to go and alter the playbook and alter the uh, alter the, the manual or whatever it is, whatever rules you have, just because the things don't apply to you or it makes you uncomfortable as an owner or as a spectator, that's that's... Come on, that's moving the goalpost. No, I, I disagree because once again, you know what? Kaepernick is not uh, the first black person to play in the NFL. He's not going to be the last black person to play in the NFL. And and what happens is, and if if that movement was so, uh, if that was so much of the right thing to do, where was Michael Jordan? Where was Magic Johnson? Get me started Where, on scumbag <laughs> you understand? Michael. Don't so, get me started on cornball scumbag Michael Jordan. <laughs> I've never been a fan of that, that rat bastard Michael Jordan. Right? You understand? Nobody, so, nobody picked up that dry, sucking us dry. It doesn't give a hell about what happens to anybody who's out there doing whatever they got to do to have the, they wear his clothes and sneakers specifically like it's some kind of status symbol and they'll do anything to get it. And he doesn't give he doesn't care. You see, I'm trying to watch out with the profanity because I'm talking to you. Cause I'm, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Listen, nasty Michael Jordan with his nonsense and all he cares about are the dollars. He doesn't care. He's built an empire based on people that he never spoke up once for. To hell with Michael Jordan. I don't care about that man. And then you got Ray Lewis. We get back to football now. Ray Lewis, he's a fence rider. He rides the fence. Okay. Because you know why? Like I said, these are it's a business. It's entertainment. And what happened is we're we're mixing mixing, mixing things that don't they shouldn't have been mixed. 
You understand what I'm saying? You as as a person who's looking at it, oh, this is the right thing to do. This is where we're going to touch the most amount of people. Okay, there's a consequence for that. It's not the right place to do it. There's better, there's better ways to have done it. Alex, I hear you, but the reason why I felt a way about Ray Lewis and Michael Vick when they went on with their bullshit and wanted to give some kind of advice to Cap on what he should do, what he shouldn't do, when it was Ray Lewis and he was up against what kind of charge? Murder. <laughs> murder charges. Hey, all right. When he was murder, he wanted his people to ban behind him, right? Let's move on to case number two. When it was Michael Vick, when he was up for what? Go ahead, give it to the uh, fighting dogs. And they give him how much? What? Three much? three years. Pokey for killing dogs. They found shallow graves with dogs in there, and his clown ass went to jail. He wanted his people to ban behind him. So when his lawyer gave him the advice to cut his braids off and look more professional, he figured, hey, I'll take this further in my life. Hey, Cap, maybe if you cut your hair. I'm like, why is he giving advice that his lawyer gave to him for fighting dogs to Cap? Cap didn't create, he didn't, first of all, he didn't commit a crime. No. Speaking up for people. I'm just saying there was a bunch of hypocrites within the league that stepped up and didn't do right by Cap. If you didn't agree, shut up and let him say what he's saying. But for somebody of all people, Ray Lewis, you dirty dog. Oh, not dog, wrong guy. I'm just saying, for somebody that Ray Lewis stepped up, <laughs> the hypocrite that he is, and then still take two knees when it was time to take a knee for a game, and then you're going to speak the commentator said I was praying. You couldn't pray before. These suckers, man. I can't. But I think they gave. I think they gave Kaepernick wrong, the wrong information. No one told him what to do. I, I just think, I think there's, there's a better way to get it, the message across. Yeah, because it was someone of the armed forces who did give him the advice to take the knee because he said he felt disrespected by the fact that Cap was sitting and he's the one who told him to take a knee and if you see a lot of the pictures everyone see the pictures a hundred times he's actually standing next yeah well, like, my bad about that I think it was too much passion while I was talking about Ray Lewis and Michael Vick, a.k.a. could have got locked for life for murder or I did get knocked for dogs dying, you know, in a shallow grave somewhere. You know, sorry, my bad. Yeah, no but problem. A little bit too much passion behind it. But what I was mentioning in terms of Cap was, you know, with this whole situation, it was just the whole thing is now just one big mix up. And no one has any clear indication as to what's really going on. And like I was saying, it's uh, he doesn't give much interviews. So it's like after all this time has passed, you know, it took so long for the actual person in the army or I forget what branch of service he he's in. But he's the one who stepped forward. He did, he did an interview before Kaepernick did saying, I'm the one who told him to do it. And, you know, he didn't he didn't step. He didn't come forward for some time. And Cap never stepped up and said, someone told me to do it. I guess he was just standing by whatever his, you know, his position was. And he was just letting whatever, letting the car, letting the cards fall wherever they were falling, you know? Mm -hmm. 
But it seems like the biggest statement that he's made since everything started happening was his Nike campaign. That's the, that's the newest thing that came out. But I just think we have such a, a black, uh, infinite amount of black wisdom out there, intelligent individuals that no one came to this kid's aid and got him on the right side. And that's where the problem comes in. That here we, we there's people watching and, and they didn't say, you know what, this kid just needs a little bit of direction. No one came to his aid and now it's a big, you know, mashup. Mm. And, it, and it needs to be, you know, that's why I guess, not, you know, the people from Nike came in and now they're trying to give his image a positive uh, uplift. Well, I'll tell you this. Let's be clear about Nike. Nike is not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. They know where their bread is buttered. Let's be clear. Of course. They know good and damn well who he's speaking up for. And guess who the 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 biggest consumers of Nike are? They go hand in hand. Hello. They go hand in hand. They figured, hey, I'd rather lose the, the racist whoever's who have a problem with this than lose my core audience and my the the people who consume our product the most you know i'm not gonna well not consume like eat it but you know what i mean yeah of they're, course they're our biggest clients they know they know where their bread is buttered so they weren't gonna mess that up so they knew no matter what they were gonna rock with him it was what it was but you know when you look at the bigger scheme of things i think more people didn't wrap their arm around kaepernick in fact they treated him like some sort of pariah pariah like, because of the fact that he had the kind of energy that he had behind him, they didn't want to mess up their situation and mess up their image. It's messed up, but hear me out on this one. The same way that situation happened at the NFL with Janet Jackson and that turncoat rat bastard, I won't call his name, that rat bastard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me spit on his name, that rat bastard. And I used to be a big fan of that clown. Really? The, I used to be a huge fan of him until I saw what happened when the two of them were there for the same situation. I don't believe it was an accident what happened during their performance, but look what happened. And all he said later was, I didn't know. I didn't know. So he can go to the Grammys or whatever it was, but he turned his back on a Jackson and he's good. Yeah, he's been good. He's good. But look at her. She's never had the same fire behind her she's still selling out shows let's not get it uh, confused but she has never been looked at the same again and it's wrong it's wrong so the point i'm trying to make is certain people will distance themselves from certain people if they have a certain kind of fire around them the wrong energy the wrong attention is being stuck to them you know so for us to say why didn't more people wrap their arms around this young fella and help him out and give him some guidance with what he's doing, people don't want to be attached to that. You know, like I said, with these young ones, I couldn't fault the younger players that were there like, yo, I know he's speaking out for me, but I just got in this league. I just got here. I sacrificed so much or I've been broke for so long, waiting mm -hmm. to get in the right. Cause you know, with a lot of them, of course, a lot of people take the money under the table or whatever, but you take the money under the table, but you're taking a chance doing that. So a lot of them, they suck salt until they get drafted and things mm -hmm. go on. They couldn't afford to throw that away. Or look at this 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 player who, uh, he rocked with Cap in, in London. I think he took a knee in London. Mm -hmm. 
And when he came back to U.S. soil, he was done. Yeah, and but and he and he just got on the team. Yeah, I think you he know just what the, on the, the team. guy. The guy has how much kids? He has like ten kids. The guy yeah. has mouths to feed, but he's looking at it from the perspective of this man is ste- is is stepping up for us. How how can I, as a black man with black children, not stand up for my children? Because that's what it is. They're looking out for their kids, the future. That's what they think they're doing. If we don't all stand up for something, we'll lay down for. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't think that uh, the Mercury retrograde is aligned or whatever that astrological talk is, but I think the universe doesn't want me to keep on talking about how I think Cap was getting uh, stiff-armed and uh, disrespected for all the wrong reasons and why people don't want to really be near him. But I just think, you know, a lot of people didn't want to mess up their situation standing up for what they thought was right because they saw what was happening around them like i said the guy with the 10 kids who you know took a knee in london and got fired and like you said he just got on but you know it is what it is you know you're still watching <laughs> uh, let me tell you something you know the reason why i'm watching is because i played football from when i'm seven that was my dream in life to make it to the nfl i made it i was there for six weeks i got cut you know what that's that's it's your dream it's your passion you love it and you know you, you i'm not gonna give it up for kaepernick you understand i definitely understand you know what what he was it's trying not about to do giving it up for cap garlic it's not about that it's about granted it's something that you love that's the whole point in it you love it but how much do you love your liberty we're, that's we're, all that it's about man and we're mixing things that don't need to be mixed. You understand? Once again, it's entertainment. You understand? If your favorite show says something that you don't like and it's your favorite show, do you not like what they said, but you still watch it? Yeah. You understand? You maybe don't like that episode. You understand? But you still watch it. We grew up on Archie Bunker. How many things did Archie Bunker say that we didn't agree with? And we still watched it. You know, and for people who know what I'm talking about, you know, we watched a show called Soap, and Soap was talking about so many things with Billy Crystal, and you know, that was Robin yeah, it's so ahead of its time that people at that time didn't appreciate. But Soap was one of the biggest shows on TV. You know, it's entertainment, and we can't forget that. You understand? Yeah, and it's a money maker. You know, where, you know, is that going to, me not watching football, is that going to solve the problem with black people being shot and killed? No, because it's the wrong forum. You understand? Uh, like like you said, uh, the owners came out because they want to make money. You're interfering with them making their money. You understand? But that, that was a point. That was, that was their chance to come out and say, we really don't give a fuck about you guys. I'm sorry. That's going to be the only one that I dropped this show, Garland. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and i'm over here holding back only because of how much i respect you but my gosh my gosh but we're, once again you're, you're taking stock in people to do the right thing and we cannot the only person in reality who's gonna Not do true. the right thing is god people are always gonna let you down so once again if you know that for a fact then you just keep it moving and pushing you understand you know what? And it wasn't the majority of the owners that had that sentiment. It was just 
a few, but unfortunately, the the、um, owners are brain are an all boys club. They wouldn't let Puffy buy it. Buy a team. What? Puff- that was a whole other. They laughed at him on the Because, news.、Okay, on the news, they were talking about he's going to bring forties and blunts onto the. Come on, this is a racist organization, man. Okay, but you know what? Why did he have to be? Why do you have to to let people see your cards before you play them? How about you just couldn't come in, handle your business properly, buy your team, and now do what you're going to do? Because that's what you want to do. We don't have to telegraph what we're gonna do in life, and that's what our problem is. We're always gonna let people know. I'm not making excuses for Puffy because everyone who knows me knows. Hey, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not in this very moment. I think it's a sensitive time for him, and you know, my prayers go out to his family because you know they're they're suffering from a great tragedy right now. This moment. that is true. I don't like him because <laughs> I always thought he was very gaudy with the way that he. <laughs> Just for no reason, but at the end of the day, you gotta understand when people are not accustomed to stuff, they're gonna behave a certain way. And I don't think he had the, I don't think he had a you that could help him to maybe articulate himself a certain way or even move a certain way. You just you you you. One of the things that I've learned in life: act like you belong someplace.、It's、You're right. You're、no, right. Do you understand the move that would have been for him to be an owner in the NFL? I'm not making excuses. I just think the man was excited because he had the means to do it. But the fact that they all banded together, like, huh, you're not coming in here, and they put that out there so everyone can see. Even the newscasters in that particular city, he was trying to he was trying to buy what the Jaguars, right? I forgot what team he was going to buy. Regardless to what the way that that was such a disgusting way for you guys to say you're not coming in for the people in the the way that they did that it was kind of like if、uh, what's my girl、uh, Shadé Better Moi on Channel Seven because she's、yeah. local news to us that's like if she were to get on there and talk crazy about someone who wanted to buy the Giants exactly the Giants. that's correct. What happened in the city of where he was trying to buy it? That's what happened. They were like, he's gonna instead of Gatorade, it's gonna be forties, and there's gonna be blunts. You're saying your negative, derogatory stuff about like Puffy is nothing to sneeze at. The way that he presents himself may not be the best, and it comes off as looking crazy at times.、Mm-hmm. Man, I can't even say he's not accustomed to it because he's been rich for a very long time now. Okay, but when it comes to that level of ownership, I don't think he had ever seen anything like that before. That would have been major. Yeah, you understand? And I don't think he had the proper mentorship in order to do it. But regardless to what the way that they treated him and they let him know, like, hey, that's not happening, no time soon. That was painful to see. You know what it is? I'm not going to give black people a pass on that. I've never been to Rome, but if I went there, I surely would know how to act. You understand、oh, what I'm saying? For knowing how to act, garlic. But I、uh, listen. If you've never been to Rome, I'm sure you try to do your research, though. Would you not? Yeah, I、okay. would. Know, I would know how to move. I would know how. I, you know what? Ten. Ten. You know me already. Hence the the name international. <laughs> <laughs> the only time, well, listen, with the exception of going to Morocco, with that I could have done some more research with that because that still remains is the worst trip I've taken so far. But I've heard things have changed. Won't be addressed as just a woman when I get there now, but that's a whole other show in itself. But I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to give black people a pass on that anymore in life. You know what? You know what? That's why we 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 don't we underachieve because you know we we set these these limitations. No, okay. If I'm going to buy something above my, you know, and I can buy it, you know, and it seems like it's above my means, and I can do it. 
you know what? When I get it, I, you know, I'm going to know how to use it. I'm going I'm to know how to maneuver with it. I, I just think we just have to do better. How does, that, how does that apply to Puffy and him knowing that he has the money and everyone else knows he has the money, but it had the, the amount of money he had had nothing to do with him being let into that particular circle? No, it wasn't that, but he was telegraphing what he was going to do. He he's the, the 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 person, the news person talked about the 40s and the blunts, but Puffy had said some some things that he shouldn't have said prior to him buying the team you know oh I'm gonna fight this cause and that cause no oh, wow 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 I wasn't aware of that yeah he said what he should have done was got his money together got his you know his group of buyers together gone in bought the team and then you make your moves but he telegraphed what he was gonna do that's why they said that they didn't say what they said because of just for no reason they said it because based on what he was saying he was gonna do you understand? Mm. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you want to do something. He has a, a successful, what's that line of vodka that he has? Ciroc? Is that Ciroc. what it is? That's yeah. his, okay. I didn't hear anything telegraphed about that. All I heard was, oh, wow, this is Puffy's, uh, you know, brand of vodka. And the same way he went about that business venture is the same way he should attack this new business venture if it was something that he really wanted to do without telegraphing what he wanted to do, go in, get it done, and then once you affirm, your feet are firm and planted, now you can operate the way you want to operate your franchise. You're in. No one can't tell you anything. But if you're not in, you got to shut up and get in. And that's what he didn't do. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. You taught me something I didn't know. I didn't know that yeah, that's that's what happened with him, and I and I'm like, why did he say that? Oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we 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 always put our foot in our mouth, we'll open mouth, insert foot. You know, sometimes you gotta know when to know when to hold, know when to fold. You know what? Hey, Kenny Rogers, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up and come back fresh and clean, and and that's it. We'll be right back. All right, our Drake talk. From Garland Boone, a.k.a. Garlic. Nah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, we just glazed over the whole money aspect of these team franchises and things like that. You know, it's not a cheap thing to get into. You've got to be at a certain plateau of wealth in your life. Capital W, wealth, you know, wealth. that long money that you cannot spend in one lifetime in order for you to be able to take on something like a team. Now, like you said, a lot of these owners, they don't really care too much about social issues because they're in it for the money. They're in it for the, the earning potential of their particular team or whatever. It's all a money thing. It's dollars and cents. And if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense to them. So they don't care about the other stuff. Now, from the spectator standpoint, do you think that sports fans are getting their money's worth these days? Because you don't really hear a lot of people boasting about being uh, season ticket holders and things like that. 
Well, you know, I was a season ticket holder to the Nets when they first came out. I had um, excellent seats. You know, that's when the, the you arena. Back in, you mean back in Kenny Anderson days? No, when the when the Brooklyn Nets had just opened, I had a. Uh, you know, I didn't know. That. It was right under the skybox. You mm. know, but those seats were, you know, good. You know, and, and me and, and and a friend we split the cost in half. And oh know, wait, wait, I do remember. I do remember when you just said split the cost. Yes, 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 yes. I remember. You remember the person exactly. I do, I do. Shout out to that person. I got mad love for you. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is the 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 cost of the seats at Madison Square Garden, it's it's prohibitive. And and the thing, if you go to a game. It's all corporate America who's at Madison Square Garden. This is truth. Yep. You know, at, at the Brooklyn game, you see a lot of regular folks there. You do see a lot of corporate I was, folks. I was there one still. of the regular folks in there too. So yeah, it's. I think it's a, a lot easier. It's easier to attain a ticket or a situation through the Brooklyn Nets because it was a newer situation. I think, but you got to understand mm-hmm. those Nick tickets, the Nick passes, and things. That had, those things have been passed down by generations. Like I had a thing that I was rocking with some years ago, and uh, their sister, his sister worked for the Knicks organization. And once you're locked in, you're locked in. And I think even his sister would would have uh, not worked there anymore. Through her, she was there during uh, the time when Isaiah Thomas was the coach. Okay. But she was there before that, so she was locked in, locked in, kind of like how when you're with certain certain uh, organizations or certain jobs or whatever, you're locked in for life, even if you don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's her situation. So she's good. His sister's still good now, like for good tickets too. Skybox, if she wanted, she was in very good. But you already know how I felt about the New York chicks, so I didn't care to go. <laughs> I didn't care to see them. But at the time, he was actually playing for Street Ball, uh, the N1 mixtape tour. So they would play from time to time in the garden. So for those times to go see him and see those people from out of town come and play for the N1 mixtape tour, instead of me getting regular tickets for them, I would we would utilize his sister stuff. And it would be a much better situation. But that's a whole other show in itself. But go back to you and the person splitting the cost of the tickets. Go ahead. But but now nowadays, um, going to a, a, a Knicks game, let's take the Knicks. Let's start with the Knicks. A Knicks game is it's a, it's an experience. So mostly you see a lot of to- it yeah, still. It's it, <laughs> you, you know what? I know a lot of people across the United States and everybody wants to come to New York City to experience the uh, um, they want to go to a baseball game if the football teams are around they want to go to a football game they want to go to a basketball game they want to experience the Statue of Liberty let me tell you something if you lived in in another state coming to New York is a big thing I'm well aware but yeah I guess you know what I guess I'm jaded only because we live here Exactly, and I've never been to uh, Statue of Liberty because my mother didn't let me go when I was a kid. That's a whole other situation itself. But I'm, I'm going to be so real with you. The only times I've gone to the garden seriously were to see concerts <laughs> and to see what a, I went to go see. Like I said, I saw the N1 mixtape tour there and I've seen uh, what else did I go see there? Anything other than a Nick game. Uh, the circus. I've seen everything except for them. <laughs> let me tell you something it, it, it's expensive when you go if you go to a baseball game let's take that let's go to that now a Yankee game or a Met okay. game once again 
It's the whole experience. If you take a family of four, right? This is amazing. Each ticket is $75 to $100 to get good seats. Okay? So that's $400. If you drive your car, you got to park your car, that's $25 more. Let's take the seven train stand up. <laughs> okay. And then, and we're not even talking about eating. Okay. So for each person, we, we figure we're going to spend about $20. Because when you take kids, they want everything. So that's another $100. So to go to one baseball game as a family experience, I just said it's $500. Okay. U.S. currency, people. U.S. Okay. Same thing at, at, at Yankee Stadium. Same exact thing. You know I'm a big sports fan. You know where I got my tickets from? Groupon. 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 I was going to say Eventbrite. You you get it from... And I love sports, but I'm not going to... Guess what? Real real quick before you drop any more names. Guess what, What? (laughs) Ain't none of of them giving me no check. So stop calling them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So so I got them from from a a website. Okay. Let's call it that. So we got it from, from that website. And then there's secondary um, places you can get tickets from. People who are reselling tickets. And, you know, they'll sell them on secondary sites. And that's how you got to go to these games and save your pennies. Because you can pay $18, $20 for a net, a net game. You know, when the Nets are playing the Atlanta Hawks. You know, Let me tell you. Garlic, I'm going to be so real with you. I was invited to go to a Nets game a couple weeks ago. And people laughed at me because I put it up on, on my social media. And I was saying, I didn't know that the Nets team was still a thing. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought that the Barclays was just a, a nice venue. I, when I say nice, I'm, I'm really stretching that. When I say nice, I'm being a jerk. Because, you know, the inside is nice. Yeah, exactly. The outside. The outside, as my girl Letitia James, Al, she just won. Letitia James said, Letitia James, she was like, she'll never go there because of the kind of the homes that were torn down for them to build the arena. Eminent and, uh, domain, she, yeah, exactly. She'll never go there just because of that reason for the people that got pushed out of their homes downtown Brooklyn. And two, she said it looked like 100,000 rusted toasters. <laughs> I don't know why they picked that color. I and you know you could have you could have done something glass and chrome. And, it is ridiculous. And, Listen, it looks disgusting, dirty, and dank, just like certain areas of Brooklyn in the night. You know, it has a living roof, right? Okay, it has a living roof that collects water, and then they use that rainwater for the bathrooms. You know, they, they, it's a it's a construction thing where you get like a gold seal if your building is. Uh, um, it meets a certain level of construction or of um, what's the word, word I'm looking for? Uh, if it's eco-friendly, you know. Sidebar note, listeners, this is the reason why he's my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Who would think to mention a living roof? <laughs> well, you know, Kelly. They actually have areas where they collect their compost on the roof. And, uh, that's my garlic people (laughs) (laughs) always always passing on information 
Oh yes, it's valuable information. I love you so. I can't take it. But they they, they could have designed the building a hundred different ways that it would look better. This is truth, and because of how futuristic the inside is, and it's actually pretty small, I think. But it's beautiful on the inside. Yeah. The I think it's genius. The the shape, the construct, how they designed it was genius. The outside could have just been. If it had a chrome, it would look like a it would look like a spaceship. Yes, that's correct. Do you remember the movie called Batteries Not Included? Uh, no. It was an old Steven Spielberg movie from the eighties, and um, like old actors were in it, like Don Amici. Hear me sounding like I'm up there in age, but I was a little girl. You know, you watch these kinds of movies over and over when you like it, but it's a sci-fi movie. But you know, it was kid friendly. But they had like these little alien life forms mm -hmm. and they all look like miniature versions of what the Barclays is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so if they would have like had that in some kind of metallic kind of, kind of like how they made over there by the Apple building downtown Brooklyn. Now that's a work of art. It's beautiful and it's across the street from something that looks like one big scribbling board. <laughs> it's crazy that building. Even that looks good. Yeah, that looks good. You know, but they could have done something better with that man. A hundred, all that stuck in my head is a hundred thousand rusted toasters, yeah. and I think she's spot on with that. Yeah, she is. And but I thought I thought the place was just a venue. If you you know, if you're a Toby Keith fan, you know what I mean. You just happen to live in Brooklyn, you can go and catch him on a weekend. I didn't know that basketball team was still there. I'm telling you, if you ever go by there, and, and you know what, there's a hockey team there as well, the Islanders. Okay, if you say so. Yeah, they play there, and, they, and and their crowd is rowdy because that's, you know, they're just... He said that crowd is rowdy. Hockey, fan, hockey, <laughs> you know hockey fans are you know rough. What? I agree with that because it's it's right there across the street from the Long Island Railroad, and you know who's going to see them okay, games. Okay, okay. All right, they allowed them to drink on them drink. I'm just saying. <laughs> they show up. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. It's crazy, but I mean, I was surprised. When those guys went out there and they played, they played against the Warriors that night. Those guys were balling, yeah. G. They, they had a they, good game against the Warriors. Yes, they gave them guys a run for their money. And for them to be playing against the uh, the defending champions, they really gave those guys a run for their money. They lost. Yeah, they only lost for like four. Yeah. But, they were out there balling. The guy named the Levert. Yeah, that guy is something. Yeah, he he was injured when he got drafted, and what happened? His stock went down, so he became like a project that really worked out for him. He came from University of there. Michigan. He looks like he is the team coach. He's out there rocking and rolling. But those guys are they they out they're out there playing like they're on West Fourth Street in the cage. Oh man, they're that was fun. Ooh, they're balling like they're balling for their lives. Like it's like street ball. Like they have nothing on the line but their pride. So it was, it was, uh, it felt good to watch them play. You know, and the thing, how we started this conversation, yes. to go to a game is still a big deal. And if you, you know, people, what a lot of people do is they plan it out, and mm -hmm. you make it into something. And on, right there on Seventh Avenue, as you know, there's a ton of restaurants. So, or you can go to, you know, the other restaurant that's in the Atlantic Terminal. So you make it an outing and that's what life is all about. You make things, you make something out of nothing. You make the best out of it. Exactly. So well, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you here while everyone can hear it, while we're talking about that Barclays in particular, we've got to make it happen where we go and we support that big three. 
I we got to go and support that big three this summer coming, this next summer. We have to do something because let me tell you something. Ice Cube has done something magical. Mm-hmm. And he's done something awesome for those players who they had to listen to those grim words of your time is up for something that they love so much. So, and they're out there really rocking and rolling too. If you see these guys that they allegedly call retirees from the NBA, they're out there balling, doing their thing. And they're, you know, they're giving good entertainment for the people who love them so much. They, you know, they're showing the last bit of that fight. You know what I mean? They're out there like how Foreman played himself and went out there. How old was Foreman when, when he went back out there to fight? 44. What the hell was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell for him? He went out there looking crazy too. He, he, was, he looked about eight months. He, looked, he was fat as hell. But he, he was, was eight months pregnant yeah. with a, a baby elephant. He looked crazy. I said, yo, Foreman, where are your kids? Where's George? George, and George, George. George. <laughs> what the hell are they? <laughs> They're at home getting all the grills ready. That's what they were doing. <laughs> yo, garlic, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. No problem, Shelly. I appreciate I- it. Oh, no worries. It's been my pleasure talking to you. And people, this is just a piece of how me and this fella here just talk on a regular basis. So, Garlic, you know, if you ever need to promote anything or if you ever want to talk about anything, this is your podcast, too. I'm here for you. I'm here for any issue that you want to talk about. Anything. I'm here for you. So this is your platform too. This is ours. And this is for us to speak to our people and have them understand that it's okay to be a thinker and it's okay to express how you feel. So trust and believe this will not be your last time on with me. And people get used to it. Get used to the name. Get used to that voice. Get used to the comments. Get used to the the passion behind his words. Ladies and gentlemen, my mentor, Garland Boone, a.k.a. my garlic. Thank you, Shell. It's been a pleasure, honey. No worries. Good night. Good night. Special shout to my mentor, Garland Boone, a.k.a. Garlic. Thanks for your time. I really, really appreciated it. And uh, thank you for being so honest and passionate about what your views were on the topics that we did choose to talk about. And uh, I look forward to another conversation between us because you know we have a lot more to talk about. People, like I said to you, this man is well-versed in so many different ways. Like He's just an open book. We can talk about everything and anything all day. He's good stuff. Love you, Garlic. Thank you so much. So that's it, people. Another, to me, exciting episode. All right, and I can't wait for the next. So just remember to be positive like the blood type. And your time is your most valuable commodity. Don't waste it for everyone. Later, people.